Wait a minute, I hear something. Welcome back to your favorite show that you listen to and you don't listen after you're through listening to all the good shows. It's Dr. Movie, the mediocre show that's a whole lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, I'm your host, Rick, and I'm driving my car because this show is made while I'm driving my car. In case you didn't know that. You never know who's going to be listening. Um, Got one for you from 1976. Um, this is one obviously that I picked just due to the artwork, which the artwork is pretty fascinating. Uh, well, I think it's fascinating. You may not. Uh, but it's like this chromium metal pyramid and inside, you know, it's opened up and it's got like these teeth, but it spells out death machines. <laughs> and on the top of it, on the sides of the pyramid, because it's three sides, because it's, you know, a triangle. I guess it'd be four sides. No, this is a three-sided one. And there's three faces on the side of these pyramids, like at the top, or this pyramid, and representing the, the, the three, uh, you know, death machines in this movie. Uh, the imagery... Kind of reminds me of uh, Hellraiser three, right? When uh, Pinhead's face is like on that spinning thing that's in that room at the beginning. His face is just in the in the box or whatever. That's kind of what this reminds me of when I see it. Now this is way before any of that, so who knows? This might be something that inspired that. I don't know. But a lot of things come to mind when you think of something called death machines right and this thing looks very mechanical too so you're thinking am i getting into a movie about you know killer machines like the mangler or something like that or am i looking at you know cyborgs you know the terminator that kind of thing nope what you got here is three uh, martial arts guys which i'm totally fine with so the artwork i think is amazing made me click on it and besides being in the credits, you don't really see this pyramid any other time, which is a little disappointing, I have to say. But when it gets going and you see who made the movie, you're like, okay, we're, we're not going to get any kind of budget here at all. And that's totally fine, too. Um, I like me a low-budget movie when it's, when it's done right. And... So, this is 1976. It's a martial arts action adventure flick. Uh, I don't really know what to tell you as far as actors in this one. We'll get into it in a minute. Um, But here's the synopsis. A female mobster uses a special scientific serum to transform a group of three martial artists into unbeatable assassins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's what this whole thing is about. And as far as we hey, we've got not only do we have a cast, but we got characters. <laughs> I like that. Uh, let's look at our cast. And again, uh, 
this is not the right cast. <laughs> uh, wow, that's that's strange. Nope. So it's telling me that Brad Dourif is in this movie, which he is not. <laughs> so they've got the wrong death machines loaded in here for this movie. Uh, let's let's look in IMDb. It's going to give us a little more. Uh, hey, this one gets more specific on the synopsis, too. Listen to this. An evil oriental dragon lady injects three martial arts fighters with a serum that turns them into zombie-like assassins, and she sends them out against her enemies. Yeah, I like that one a little bit better. Um, yeah, a, as far as a cast, Ronald L. Marcini, Michael Chong... Uh, Mario Honjo and that's enough that's all you need to know uh, this movie starts off you got some dudes that are fighting over a pond bridge and we're seeing a lot of pretty cool martial arts right oh by the way I watched this movie in 1.5 speed and this is an excellent movie I highly recommend you watch this movie at 1.5 speed on Tubi uh, now the 2B copy is not the best quality. You can actually watch this on YouTube and probably still watch it at a faster speed, but I think there's actually a a cleaned up, nicer version of this on YouTube. Just saying. You might check it out there. But uh, this is an excellent fast-forward movie, right? Because the, the action is sporadic just enough that it, it works. It works really well at this speed. But yeah, these guys are, are practicing their kung fu and they're killing these other guys. So, uh, and then the Lady Dragon goes in and reports to her boss, which we never see the boss really because he's, you know, some, obviously some white dude sitting at a desk with his face kind of hidden. And she goes in and says, yep, I gave them the serum and they're unstoppable. And now they're capable of going out and doing whatever we need them to do. So, you don't get to see them get injected, nothing cool like that. It's just, it is what it is. They're already injected, and they're kicking butt. And we got the, the white dude, the black dude, and the oriental dude. That's your, that's your death machines. And they never speak a word. They don't have a single line in the whole movie. Pretty good martial artist. And, uh, and again, I watched this at 1.5 speed, so... I don't know, it may look a little more wonky at, at regular speed, but in fast speed, they were kicking butt. <laughs> and uh, so they start sending them out to knock off all their enemies, right? And the first guy is some hit man that's supposed to be shooting somebody, and they stop him and throw him off the top of the building, and he comes crashing on the car, and you've got a good scene of, like, blood coming out of this guy's mouth. It's like, wow, that's pretty impressive for, you know, this time period and, and the budget. Um these guys, I'm going to say it, these guys really made a, a really pretty awesome movie for what money they had. Uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed, really, because I think the action is good and the, the big sets, right? Like throwing this guy off the building. There's another guy that the next guy is out and he's supposed to be hitting this guy that's jogging. And he's got his rifle out. He's by his car and he's waiting. And these three guys pull up, our death machines pull up. Like, I don't know, maybe 30 yards away, they pull out a bazooka <laughs> and blow the dude up. 
that's the hitman there. So it's like, well, they're they're you know stopping all these hitmen for some reason, and all these hitmen work for another guy. It don't matter what his name is. He's a white dude with a big mustache and women all over the place. Kind of looks like Mike Spitz, if you are from my age group. <laughs> Remember, Mike Spitz was the big uh, uh, the big swimmer of the seventies, right? When all the uh, all the awards and stuff, all the all the medals, and uh, you know, and this guy's got women everywhere and they're just you know kind of naked running around he's he's a big head honcho i guess and so from there on they keep knocking off his hit hit men and i guess it's just people of his mob or whatever and one guy is eating at a restaurant and he's he's italian restaurant and he digs through the noodles and there's a little a miniature buddha statue that's in the noodles you know couple inches tall or whatever how they hit it who knows and he's like hey you put this in there and so then you start putting this thing together to where somehow there's this other guy that works for the dragon lady and i don't know if he goes and puts the buddha statue somewhere and that that draws our death machines to him and they know that's who's who they're supposed to kill because that happens pretty often in this movie so they're going around knocking all these people off and uh trying to work out a, you know, the dragon lady is trying to work out a deal with this Mike Spitz looking guy to where, you know, he shares the profits or whatever with her. The three uh, guys go in and to knock off this uh, uh, martial arts instructor who's got a whole class going on. They come through the windows and they're slicing the dice and they kill everybody in the dojo and the, the master. They kill everybody except one guy who gets his hand cut off, and he goes to the hospital. And then, at that point, uh, our guys find out that, or the dragon lady finds out that there was a survivor, so she sends the guys to the hospital. And there's a security guard out front because this guy has all the information of what happened. He can identify the guys, all that kind of stuff, right? So they sneak in there, and they try to kill him, but it doesn't work out. And the white guy of the death machines confronts a security guard and he shoots the white dude like, I don't know, four or five times. Actually, we get to see a little early on, there's another mobster guy that shoots the Oriental guy like three or four times. And they just keep coming. It, they, don't, they don't stop, you know. So, which is kind of interesting because the white dude gets shot almost point blank right in the head. And he screams like he's, you know, malfunctioning. But that's the thing is they're not robots. They're they're just dudes that are under this serum, right? So that's kind of a weird thing. But the cops catch him. Obviously, he's not dead. How he's not, I don't know. And they take him in for questioning at, at the police station. And then he finally builds up his energy or whatever. And he whips everybody in the police department, steals a cop car, takes off crashes it but he gets away and you know the three guys are back together and then the story kind of shifts to this guy that was left over that that survived right from the from the dojo and he's got a nurse that's taking care of him and he, he starts getting kind of sweet to her and she is attracted to him and when he gets healthy enough he goes back to the old dojo and is looking around and while he's looking around 
there's the nurse. She shows up out of nowhere, and she's wanting to, you know, hook up. And he's not really up to it, but he's like, hey, you, you want to go to a bar, maybe get some coffee or something? She says, is it a nice bar? <laughs> I love this, too, because this is, this is some of the brilliant stuff about this movie. I'm telling you, it, it's, it's not a great movie like you would expect, but for this budget... It's pretty dang clever. It's a lot of fun. And uh, so she asked, is, <laughs> is, this, is it a nice bar? And then it instantly flashes to the bar, and there's like a topless, you know, dancer at the bar. And she's over in the corner just doing her thing. And so this woman's kind of embarrassed, you know, trying not to stare too much. And uh, she's kind of worried that, you know, as this guy, you know, does he hook up with her and all this kind of stuff. And... Then there's this old grumpy guy that wants change for the jukebox because that's what makes this girl dance. If you put money in the jukebox and jukebox doesn't work, guy gets irate, starts a big fight, and our one-headed guy gets hit across the face with a pool stick. And, you know, the fight ends with, you know, the bad, or not the bad guys, but the old grumpy guy and another guy that's on his side. They just walk out of the bar, and then it just cuts to... You know, one-handed dude and, and the nurse, you know, in the bed. And, you know, and then he's like, well, I gotta go. <laughs> and she's like, well, what do we do now? He's like, I don't know. And uh, she convinces him that he needs to get away from all this mess, right? So they, they decide they're going to take a weekend off, load up the car, go to the lake or go to the ocean or whatever, go to the beach. And while they're driving... He sees the three guys, and they're riding in a, looks like a Rolls Royce. And he makes her get out and go call the cops, which the cops, you know, are, are been questioning this guy, too, to get all the information. And so the girl goes and calls the cops, and the, and the cops are kind of on their way, I guess. But uh, our one-armed dude, or one-handed dude, drives out to where they're going, and they go out to where there's a heli uh, uh, a plane. And I, the plane's either leaving, I think it's leaving. And I'm not exactly sure who the goon is, but, you know, they're going to blow somebody up. And they shoot this plane with a bazooka. And I'm telling you, they they blew up, they legit blew up a plane in this scene. While it's rolling, like, in motion, I was, like, really impressed. Because, again, with with this kind of budget, and they pulled this off, and it looks great. And I just love that these guys just uh, just whip out the bazooka, right? And uh, and then after they do that, they get in the car and they go back to home base where the dragon lady is. Well, one arm, one hand dude chases after them and shows up. And at this point, they're trying to get rid of all their tracks. The dragon lady's like, "Look, we gotta we gotta kill those three guys upstairs. It, it's time to end all this because we've gotten rid of everybody and and we gotta stay clean." Well, this little guy, like I said, was her assistant or whatever, goes up there with his little bitty handgun. I'm going, dude, have you seen how many times these guys have been shot in the face and all this stuff and it doesn't kill them? You're going to go up there with this little pea shooter <laughs> and try to kill them? So, obviously, in your mind, you're going, well, that's not going to end very well. Well, one-handed dude tries to go into the house, sneak in, because he hears the gunshots from outside. And when he goes in, Dragon Lady comes out and she's got a sword and she's trying to kill him. He runs outside, 
And when she steps outside with a sword, the cops are there and they shoot her and kill her. And they go upstairs and there's no sign of the death machines. They're all gone. But the little dude with the pea shooter is dead. And then all of a sudden it shows at the airport our three death machines are buying airline tickets and they're taking off. There is a thing too where uh, they're starting to rebel a little bit, right? They're they're kind of I don't know if they just, they just start coming to their senses or they know they're being used. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyways, they're starting to kind of rebel against the dragon lady. And I think it's the other thing too. She's getting scared that you know it's not going to hold for so long. But uh, at the end, they break free and they're going to go on vacation together. Now, what does that mean? I have no idea. Do they go to Hawaii and kill a bunch of people and have some fun? Or, you know, are these three guys just now mates? I don't know. Just saying, that's kind of how this movie ends. And, uh, wow, I I actually really enjoyed this one, man. Um, I say check it out. I'm going to give it a a four out of five. I was really entertained with this. And, you know... The, the death scenes where they're, where they're throwing people over the edges of buildings and blowing people up with bazookas. I loved it. It's, it's a lot of fun. So you need to check it out and let me know if you have any recommendations. If you're a fan of this movie, like I said, you can check it out on Tubi. But you can also check it out on YouTube. It's a little better version. And uh, I hope you enjoy it, folks. So that's, a, that's it for this one, and we will check you later, yo.